this week on the No More Late Fees podcast, we are joined by beauty extraordinaire Kat Quinn. Kat is joining us this week to discuss the iconic How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. But before our episode drops later this week, we wanted to give y'all a chance to get to know Kat. Welcome, Kat. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here in a blockbuster circa 2000s. (laughs) (laughs) I'm back in high school again. (laughs) It was a time. It was a time to be alive. It really was. And I I was lost. I I saw somebody on TikTok with one of those roller glosses. That was like, I didn't really wear a lot of makeup in high school, but that was my thing. Like you give me some lip smacking lip gloss. I was, <laughs> I thought I was a fashion model. Okay. And they tasted so good. So, so good. good. <laughs> and it, you could never close your lips because they either stuck together, or like just like glazed right off yeah (laughs) eating food you had like all these crumbs just attached to your mouth but it was worth it it was worth it we looked cute we we did so I was saying earlier that we were super excited to have you on we are tiktok mutuals I even hate saying that it feels so like my tiktok mutual but anywho (laughs) we discovered each other on tiktok and we were amazed that you followed us because obviously you have a blue check, you have a really great, like all of your content is just so much fun. I w- I'm obsessed with Bridgerton. So it was like right at the time you were starting to do your Bridgerton content. And I was like, oh, I love every second of this. Like I am so into your deep dives about like what's going to happen next season just by fashion and talking about like Colin and his side birth. It was just, it was fantastic. And so when you agreed to be on the show, I was like, oh, so exciting. I was so honored when you asked me. I mean, I think that we connected right off the bat as many people do over a shared love for movies and especially the the time period of movies that you focus on is so iconic and so special to me because that's really when I fell in love with movies, but also with what I do. And the part of the reason and we'll get into this later of why I chose this movie is very much it influenced sort of the direction that my career took and where I moved and all of that. But I just, I love, I love your podcast so much. I think that it's so fun to revisit that time period. And, and yeah, like you said, I focus on the intersection of beauty and pop culture. So in my day job, I'm the executive director of trend at Mac cosmetics, which basically means my job is to discover what's trending around the world. And a huge, huge source of that for me is IMDb. I can predict so much of what's going to be trending based on what the calendar year ahead is going to be, what shows are coming out. And so when Bridgerton came out, it was, you know, part of my job was to track all the makeup in that show. And so by doing that, I I had all this amazing info and I had nowhere to put it. And so I just decided (laughs) to start telling everyone on TikTok and it became this really fun kind of side hustle that I have. And I, I love it. And I love, I love talking about it and, and especially highlighting the amazing artists that, that create the, the beautiful looks that you see in these shows and films. Yeah. I feel like there's, you know, between, I mean, costume designers get a little bit more recognition, I think, but makeup artists are the unsung heroes of any set. Like if you see any actors talking about being on set, they have such affection for hair and makeup. It's where you go to start your day. So it's just, 
it's really cool to see that they're starting to get a little bit more recognition. And you're like that, the conduit between that for all of us who are not going to have access to that. And you bring so many cool insights that I would have never even thought about. There's just so much that goes into making a TV show or movie from that perspective. So it's really, really cool. You're doing the Lord's work. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> Thank you. I, I would say that they're doing the Lord's work. And I just get to spread the message. So when you were younger, were you really into beauty and makeup? Like how did, how did this journey start for you? Yeah. So I had always, I always knew that I wanted to be a a journalist. I wanted to work in magazines. I wanted to be Andy Anderson, how to girl (laughs) and like truly. And when I moved to New York to do my first internship, I got an internship in a beauty department of a magazine. And I, at the time, I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't know if I was qualified for it. And I, I started and I just fell in love. It was such a fun department to be in. Like in the movie, there's a lot of samples, which is always fun when you're a 21 year old <laughs> girl, a lot of beauty samples, but also like the stories around beauty and how beauty intersects with our culture and how we express ourselves and how we identify in communities and trends. And it's just so, so rich with culture and with with depth, a lot of people think of it as something that's very superficial. And right away, I saw that there was so much more to it. It was scientific. It was, it it was emotional. It could even be political. It could be associated with the economy. And so I just found this love affair with, with beauty. And I'd always loved beauty. I, you know, shopped at the Mac counter when I was a teen and I just didn't think that it was something I could do as a career. And again, this movie was a kind of an eye-opener for me of like, oh, that's a career that I could have. And I know Andy hated it, but like, yeah. that was my dream job. I was like, Andy, <laughs> you're crazy. This job is awesome. I feel like, were you really a 2000s lead in a rom-com if you weren't working at a magazine? It, it's right? just, it, it was crazy. We had this movie, 13 going on 30, yep. The Devil Wears Prada. There's a never been kissed, never been city confessions of a shopaholic. I mean, that's a little bit later outside of our realm, but they're so much fun and it did not prepare us for life properly. Everyone thought like, Oh, I totally can be working at a magazine when I get out of here. Oh man. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It definitely shows the glossy side and a lot of those things do, do exist and, and are really fun, but there's also a lot of hard work that comes with it too. But I would say out of all those movies, this one was the one that sold it for me. Like I, I, cause I saw all those movies and I saw Devil Wears product, of course that came out a couple of years later, but this one, there was something about where she worked and the people she worked with and what she got to do and running around the city and, and reporting. Like I just saw it and I was like, I have to do that. That's what I have to do. And it, it just became this, this sort of North star for me. And so I, <laughs> I studied journalism. I'm, I'm acting like this is the only reason I went to journalism. It's not, but it had a big impact. <laughs> I wanted to move to New York and I did that. And then I ended up after I graduated working at Allure magazine in the Condé Nast building where they filmed this movie. And so oh, a lot cool. of those opening scenes where they're in the lobby and outside the exterior shots, those are all like my commute to work. And so it was so fun and like wild to experience that. <laughs> well, I think that is amazing. And I'm very jealous of you living <laughs> our 2000s dream, essentially. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but are you ready to play a game? I'm so ready. 
So we pulled some of the most iconic dresses from different 2000s. I think there's maybe a 90s movie in there. And we're going to play a game kind of like what's happening on TikTok, where we're not going to tell you all of them. We're going to get them individually and you have to rank them not knowing what's coming next. So, oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Wait, what do you mean rank them? Like one, so one through one, one through five, one obviously being the best and five. Oh my God. So we're going to give them to you and you're going to have to try to strategize about what might come next. So it's a little okay. bit, diff- I think you'll be fine. You'll be fine. I love it. Got it. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Our first this. one. Oh, Queen Latifah's so dress beautiful. in the last holiday. Oh my God. Okay. I love this dress. I like pink and red are my favorite color combinations. I'm going to put this at, oh my gosh, this is so hard. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to put this at four. Okay. Next up. Oh, Sandy Bullock. (laughs) The lavender dress. The lavender dress. This is so, I just saw a TikTok about this where this dress is coming back. I'm going to put this at three because this is very iconic to me and very recognizable and a style that is definitely coming back around that bandage dress style. Oh my gosh. J-Lo made in Manhattan. J-Lo, our bride. And okay. really, she looks great in yeah this color, anything this, she wears. <laughs> yeah, but this blush really matched her complexion really well. Because you know sometimes like these lighter colors or nudes could wash out somebody, but she looks great in it. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, just because I haven't seen some two thousands dresses come through, I'm ranking this at five, but only because I feel <laughs> like there are other iconic J Lo dresses that I would remember before this. So that's the only reason. That's fair. I love you, J-Lo. <laughs> oh. Cher. <laughs> the Alaya. <laughs> this is an Alaya. It's a really important designer, too. Excellent. And our last one. I knew it. <laughs> Andy Anderson, played by Kate Hudson in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, the, the canary yellow silk dress. One of the most recognizable dresses and also I just think the yellow dress in film is so interesting and the way that it's used to really mark a pivotal moment in a scene so this this to me is everything I love number one by far it's very interesting this image that you pulled though I'm looking at it closely and it looks like they forgot to undo a clip oh you see that yeah, like I don't one know of those if, like oh yeah yeah clips. like it how it's yeah yeah like I to see, keep, yeah. to make it a little tighter in the front I don't yeah. know if that was a movie mistake or if that's something else but it looks beautiful yes she's gorgeous and we'll talk about the dress more yes. in our episode but so excited see you, you did great that. that was yeah. so fun and now I have a question for all of us what was an iconic fashion slash beauty movie trend that you had to replicate from the 90s and 2000s in your own life. Jackie, do you want to go first? I feel like I'm talking a lot. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Okay. So I had more, obviously I had the question, I made the question. So I think I had more time (laughs) to think about it. I, I don't know about it's probably not more movie, but definitely TV. I was obsessed with Sabrina, the teenage witch and 
also when Clueless came out, like there's certain movies that I feel like just change your life. Like you just, everything about, I became obsessed with everything that happened with Clueless. So I was rocking plaid skirts till all the way. I remember my freshman year in college, I had this plaid skirt, a plaid skirt. And I was like, I thought it was the, I thought it was the cutest thing. And I, I, I did love just anything plaid I was down for a hundred percent. So that, that changed my life. But Sabrina, when she had like the butterfly clips, just everything that she was wearing, I, I was obsessed with that too. I would think those would be probably the most, two most iconic. Also, I used to wear a lot of like FUBU, <laughs> FUBU tracksuits, but I don't know if that was movies or my dad just like would buy them for me in bulk and just <laughs> send them. So still good memories. <laughs> I was actually on that that track because I really didn't. I I I was I'm very much and still am a jeans and t-shirt girl. And so I my look in high school was Jinkos and baby tees. That's just pretty much all I wore. But I did have the tearaway Adidas track pants. And I think that was like Spice Girls inspired. (laughs) Like there were certain looks I had in my closet. Like I had a LBD that I wore with like super high black platforms. That was like my posh look. And then like (laughs) my Adidas track pants were like my sporty look. And then I had an electric blue pleather tube top. Baby. It, it, it was border. Uh, it was probably more leaning towards Sporty, scary. Scary. Love. Yeah. So, and a lot of like pleather pants that were very shiny and stuff. So I think I pulled a lot <laughs> from the Spice Girls, oddly enough. <laughs> I'm laughing because like, before you even started, I already knew like which items you were going to say. <laughs> and it was like, I can already envision them, especially those track suit, the, the tearaway pants. I was like, she did love those. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> now I'm just you like Adidas shell tops. I had those in every color with so the matching, matching fat laces. Like it, I, I was obsessed with adidas (laughs) i have two so it's so funny how you talked about you had like your sporty or scary i feel like at that age we were just had no idea like what our style was going to be and so you would just constantly be flip-flopping around to different looks and so there were two that really stand out to me Lindsay lohan in freaky friday i was obsessed with her style in that movie the oversized cargo pants the like layered shirts I like thought I could be emo for a second (laughs) and I would like shop at Hot Topic, but then like the next year I was wearing all Abercrombie, very confusing time. And then also (laughs) Blue Crush. I loved that look, that like very cool surfer girl look, the tank tops, the like bikini bottoms only. I didn't like go to school like that, obviously, but I just thought they were so so Everything you could find in Pacific Sun. Yes, Yes. exactly. That's that exactly was- the, that's where I shop too. All my baby teens came from PacSun. Yes. <laughs> yes. I had a huge PacSun phase di- yeah. directly influenced by Kate Bosworth in Blue Crush. I uh, had a huge wet seal and 579. Do you remember that store? Oh, I don't yes. like hear anybody talk about it anymore, but like that was it for me. Oh, some of the I- kids. 
<laughs> I, my first job in high school is Charlotte. I worked at Charlotte Roos while you all worked at Blockbuster. Oh. So I was like right between five, seven, nine and, and wet seal and baby, BB. Oh, nice. <laughs> you know, it's so weird. Like when I started looking for a job, I never thought about go- working at the mall ever. I was just like Blockbuster or bust. Like that was it. Oh, good times. They don't, they don't do it like that anymore. So we've been trying really hard this season to ask our guests what their employee picks. When we worked at Blockbuster, we got the opportunity to pick our favorite movies and have it on the shelves as our employee picks. So pick three movies from 95 to 2005 that are your must watch, recommend your faves. I love this question. Okay. <laughs> I mentioned Freaky Friday, but I absolutely love that movie. I think that it's such a fun rewatch. The Parent Trap is a movie that I can watch at all times, any day of the week, every day. It never <laughs> gets old, ever. It's so fabulous. We're only laughing because we have this eternal debate <laughs> over between Parent Trap and It Takes Two. Oh my gosh. Okay, and so our- the debate isn't versus the debate is the fact that Jackie does not love parent trap that's really what it is for me it's true but everyone is entitled to like what they like exactly and then I have a bit of a I have a bit of a total total wild card here I'm obsessed with the movie science I love the movie science really I don't know why I don't know why I think it's I, I have no idea why but it's one of those movies that I could also watch all the time and then of course, I mean, I know you said three, but I've had to lose a guy in 10 days. Well, obviously. Days. So Kat, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on social so that they can see your wonderful videos? Sure. So on TikTok and Instagram, I'm at Kat Quinn, C-A-T-Q-U-I-N-N. Wonderful. And for us, as usual, you guys can check us out at No More Late Fees on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. And stay tuned for our How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days episode with Kat later this week. And as always, be kind and rewind.